0: The Queensland government is robbing property investors blind. They are doing it shamefully. They've introduced this new tax. I'll be going through what the tax is and what the consequences of that tax will be. I'm not happy. I can tell you that right now. And if you are a property investor and have property in Queensland or are looking to buy in Queensland, you're going to want to stick around right till the end. It's going to be raw because it will affect you welcome to the oz property investment mastery podcast my name's pk and i help busy people build passive income by buying top five percent growth and positive cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research spending weekends at inspection or catching flights or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence, and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Okay, so what has happened? Effectively, Queensland government has come out and said the treasury to be specific that you know before there was land tax it was calculated on upon a thir- certain threshold of property ownership in Queensland itself. So let's say you had properties, you know, where the land component was worth up to a half million dollars. You don't need to pay land tax in Queensland because the threshold is $600,000, okay? You only pay tax on property where the it beats the threshold, is above $600,000. Now they've completely rehashed that, and they're saying that even if you only hold 300k of property, land that is in Queensland, but you have a million dollars of property in Melbourne or Sydney or anywhere across Australia, any state and territory, they will include all of that in the threshold calculation. So let's say you have one investment property in, I'm just making this up, in Sydney for a million bucks, you know, just keep a round number, you automatically beat the threshold, that $600,000 threshold for individuals in Queensland. And so therefore, the portion of land that your Queensland property is is valued at, that is going to be land taxed. You know, let's say that's $300,000. That's still going to be land taxed because they're saying you actually own $1.3 million of taxable or threshold accessible property and when i say that you know property is worth i'm just meaning land tax and by the way none of this is financial advice these are my rumblings and grumblings i might get i might misspeak and get something wrong so speak to your accountant but they're effectively double i can tell you my my own situation like as an example i have a property in uh, Tasmania. In, in fact, I have two, all right? And in Tasmania, they tax you, there's land tax basically from the get-go. There's not really any threshold, any meaningful threshold there whatsoever. So I'm playing land tax in Tasmania. This is a personal situation, right? And let's say I wasn't paying land tax in Queensland now i will be paying land tax because i hold property outside of queensland as well okay so they have now jurisdiction to assess your threshold nationally all right and and that would that's really bad like that pisses me off right that really does piss me off keep in mind keep in mind that in australia in each most states each Trust or company gets its own accessible threshold. So, for example, in Queensland, a trust gets $350,000 of land component before you start paying land tax. All right, so I'm going to get to the consequences and what we can do about it, but each trust or company still gets its separate quota. So, maybe going forward, maybe I'm not saying this is not personal advice, maybe it's better to buy in an entity going forward, if you're looking to buy Queensland properties, if you already hold significant property in other states and territories, because each company, or I should say trust actually, each trust gets its own threshold, okay, that's always been the case, Um, even if, you know, there was previously two ways you could avoid paying land tax. You would buy in different states because each state has its own threshold or you would buy in different trusts or companies because every trust has its own threshold even within the same state. Okay. So for those of you who live in Queensland and, and this tax isn't limited to Queensland residents, it's anyone, right? It's anyone who holds property in Queensland or will hold property in Queensland, right? If you're a queensland resident you can still try to avoid this by buying super cheap properties and buying them in a different trust every time but keep in mind the ownership structure or the ownership costs of, of trust setup and maintenance can be cost prohibitive the only state to my knowledge the only state where you can't avoid land tax by buying in different entities like trusts, for example is south australia To my knowledge, if you buy in your own name in South Australia and you also have property in a trust, the South Australian state government views it all as one. You know, there's, there's a way in which they can figure that out. So back to what has happened, you know, what has happened is they have effectively said, I will no longer, the government will no longer just look at your Queensland property holdings to calculate your land tax, but now we'll look at your national property holdings. And it's not grandfathered. This is a stupid thing as well. It's not grandfathered. So it's not like you've made investment decisions in the past that they will honor the parameters, the ground, the playing field on which you made or from which you made those investment decisions. No, they're just saying From now on, and in fact, 30th of June, 2023, these are the rules, regardless if you buy property now or you bought property 10 years ago. That's just ridiculous. So what does this mean? Like, this is obviously the consequential part of it what does this actually mean what will be the impact on property investors what will be the impact on the rental market what will be the impact on Queensland's property market in general so the first thing I want to mention and this is for everyone who is might be high-fiving themselves thinking you know property investors are bane of our existence property investors are the reason why properties are so expensive in Australia they're all the devil etc yeah a bit of a hyperbole there Um, the fact is that in Australia, there is a chronic shortage of housing. So if you think that property investors are the reason why Australia has so much economic and social difficulty when it comes to housing, that is just not correct. That is just not correct. In fact, we need property investors because the government ain't building or doesn't build enough housing. And there's a chronic lack of housing, especially in Queensland, you know, regional Queensland, and Brisbane, places like South Side of Brisbane, Cleveland and those um, kind of areas, rents have gone up like $150, $200 from $400 to $500 to $700, $800 within the space of 12 months. That is how much there is a chronic lack of short, shortage of housing. And therefore, if you don't have sufficient ample property investors, rents just go up and up and up because demand is there with immigration as well. Demand just continues to rise. Supply doesn't. So what happens? Rents rise and everyone blames it property investors, even though they're the ones providing the solution. Of course, I'll say that, right? Like this is a property investing channel. I get it. But these are just facts. And I've done a whole analytical piece a video, you know, I think, um, uh, a week ago. I'll look link that to the end. But that's my first prediction. Rents are already going up in, you know, places like Toowoomba, Townsville, Rockhampton, Bundaberg, Mackay, Sunny Coast, Brisbane, Cairns, like everywhere rents are shooting up. It's, you know, a huge problem, right? Socially, it is a problem. Like, let's let's not beat around the bush. It's not a good thing socially. But this problem is going to get ease, even worse. It's going to be exacerbated because Because this additional tax places another cost of holding property, and therefore there will be a subsection of property investors, and I'll get to who those may be and whether it will have a material impact, there might be a subsector of property investors, whether they're Brisbane locals or Queensland locals or interstate that think, hey, you know what, like this has just pissed me off. I'm not investing in Queensland, to hell with it, you know, it's too hard, another $1,000, $2,000 $1,000, $2,000 of potentially land tax that I'm going to pay if I have a million dollars of property in Sydney or Melbourne or somewhere else, forget Queensland. Those are the types of property investors Queensland needed the most to provide a rental opportunity for a potential tenant. Now that tenant doesn't have that property to be able to rent, therefore they shrunk the supply pool of rental properties, rents will go up. So that, that's one consequence. And obviously, you know, Adam Smith, the invisible hand economic theory is that when rents go high enough, that will then overcompensate for that cost prohibition, that will overcompensate for the additional cost that land tax will bring in, additional land tax will bring in. And so therefore, it will be like, well, yeah, you know, land tax has gone up, but you know, rent's gone up even more, disproportionately more. So it now once again makes sense to invest on invest in Queensland. So, you know, this is how economics works, how property market works. But there will be a subset of people that would just be pissed off more than anything, a bit like I am. The second thing that I just want to mention as a sort of nuance to that story is that, you know, whilst we are pissed off, whilst we aren't glad that this has happened. You know, I've been investing in property for long enough, and even if I've not been around to experience major policy shifts and changes, like when they I think for two years or three years or small period of time, they abolish negative gearing only to bring it back. When you look at these policies that we think the property investing thesis or the housing market rests upon When they actually change that and you look at what it's actually done to the property market, you find that the data isn't hugely consequential. For example, when they got rid of negative gearing, it's not like property all of a sudden fell by 20%, right? Or even 10% or even 5% in most places. That's what kind of just on the surface skimming, you know, that's what you'd expect to happen, but it doesn't quite Happened that way, and that's the most extreme example, right? And these types of additional land tax here—I remember a few years ago—and you know they reduce the ability to depreciate your house. You could only depreciate. Um, things like capital works, not renovations done by someone else, you know, that effectively is the same amount of quantum delta or that is the same amount of difference it will make to a property investor before you could depreciate, you claim another two, three, four thousand dollars in depreciation tax benefit you know, now you can't. That was, I think, 2017 or something. This land tax thing, you know, for most property investors, let's be honest, those who aren't successful get stuck at one or two properties. For them, it's not a big deal. And that is more than 90% of property investors, right? So if you have one or two properties scattered around Australia, one of them happens to be in Queensland, like this additional land tax, maybe 500 bucks a year, maybe a thousand bucks a year, isn't a huge deal, right? It's even less of a deal when, then when they got rid of that um, that depreciation, added benefit. Right. And and even before that, or I think around that time, Royal Commission time, they reduced the ability to claim a deduction on travel expenses when flying into state or even going within a state to visit your property. You know, people were claiming $1,000 a year, $2,000 a year, $3,000 going with their family to the Gold Coast. They had investment property there, but they were claiming it as a property management, you know, inspection or something and, and getting a, a tax refund. All those things, you know, whilst in that time they seem very uh, preposterous, which in some respects they are, and that they will crumble the property market, they don't actually have a material effect. So this is the same. This is no different to one of these dozens of policies I've seen before that haven't really been consequential. There's not enough of a critical mass of people that care enough, that are impacted enough. When you look at statistics, you know, two million property investors is not enough that are actually impacted for us to be able to say, for me to be able to say that, hey, there's going to be an exodus, a flight away from Queensland and Queensland property is gonna come down. Statistically, it just doesn't work like that. Like maybe a lot of sophisticated investors watch my content, listen to my content, I'm very grateful for you for you, it'll have more of an impact, but for the average investor, not so much like that. That's the that's the truth. And the other thing that I want to to mention as well is that land tax is actually deductible. OK, now. Um, I'm not an accountant, you know. Verify anything that you hear in this video, but land tax is deductible, right? Land tax is deductible. It's a tax, but it's one of the few taxes that are actually deductible. So yes, you're going to pay another 500 bucks, thousand bucks, or for those of you more sophisticated, have more investment properties, two thousand bucks, three thousand bucks, whatever it is, you know, make up the number. I'll leave a link below actually to the Queensland um website that explains exactly exactly what has happened, what is going to change. They've given in some examples as well. You know, Mary has this here and this, this is how it'll impact her. I'll leave a link below in the description. But where I'm going with this is that even if you're paying another three thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, one thousand dollars on land tax because of this new double taxation rule it's deductible, so if you're on the highest um, income bracket, forty-five percent or whatever it is, you know you're, you're getting a chunk of it back. Now that you know, we don't like to invest in property with the perspective of saving tax, but it's still there, right? It's it's not a it's it's a truth that we can't avoid. Now, the other consequence that I want to go through about Queensland making this you know audacious change in their in their land tax rules is that probably, I'm not, I can't predict the future, but probably other states and territories are going to follow, right? Like it's a cash grab, uh, easy way for them to make money. There's a precedent set. it's, It's going to be, or might need to be treated as another cost of investing, you know, additional costs, just like property management fees, council fees, et cetera, et cetera. It's another thing that you should be factoring in into your budgeting, all right? And that just goes to show how much more important it is now than ever to buy high yielding properties. So for all these property experts that say guys forget about yield just buy in melbourne sydney buy something three percent yielding three and a half percent yielding because those cities go to the moon and back in terms of capital growth you know like we don't want to invest in property that is loss making with the hope that it will rise in value. Of course, using data you can predict that fairly accurately, but we don't want to be making $10,000, $20,000 loss in our property business every year only to want or wait for that capital growth. That's why it's so important now more than ever to buy those high yielding properties above 5%, above 6%, above 7% and As you know, for those of you who are clients uh, watching, you know, you can still snag some, not so many, some 8% plus yielding properties, especially in Queensland, right? So yes, land tax, you know, sucks. This additional land tax, it absolutely sucks. But if you're able to get these super high yields in Queensland without sacrificing the capital growth, these types of yields aren't on offer in most parts of Australia. Unless you go to a mining town, which, you, you know, you really shouldn't do that. So it kind of compensates, right? Like you're investing in Queensland, super high yield. Yes, a little bit of additional tax, but the yield story still checks out. The other consequence, all right, the other the last thing that I want to say is that this should not put you off investing in property. Okay do your own finances if that additional 500,000 1500 2000 bucks is a deal breaker for you then don't invest in that property in Queensland simple right it's just maths but long term To build a 75, 100, 125, 150K passive income in 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, by the time you retire, whatever that story is for you, this additional cost is not going to mean you can't achieve that. Okay. In the scheme of things, in the context of things, it is so tiny. Just like yesterday on Sunday, I took my son. And, and my wife, we went to the planetarium in Brisbane and Mount coot And, you know, like they kind of have this dome and, you know, they showed how Earth looks from Saturn. Apparently they sent a satellite or some sort of, you know, thing to Saturn. Um, was it Saturn or Jupiter? I can't, can't remember. But then they kind of took this photo back at Earth. Right. And Earth was so tiny and and, and inconsequential and just kind of meaningless in the scheme of the Milky Way, in the scheme of, you know, the galaxy. Right. That is almost what this change is. This should not mean we stop investing in property. It's just another thing to factor in when you're. 30 years from now, looking back, you're going to regret not investing in property as opposed to regret buying property but having to pay that additional thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, three thousand bucks a year because the outcomes are going to be largely the same. Capital growth is the engine, cash flow is the oil. Okay, if you have those both ingredients, you're gonna make a nice cake. You're gonna get that outcome. I mixed two analogies in one there. So, you know, what's the conclusion? This is a terrible policy. It's another cash grab. The government are absolute robbers. You know, I'm not happy with them, but what I think doesn't matter, at the end of the day, it will and could put some investors off, especially if, you know, the additional thousand bucks is a deal breaker in the long term. It should not put you off investing in property. And the other thing I will say is that rents will go up. And the way that economics works, everything ultimately reaches equilibrium. Rents will go up at such a speed or velocity or trajectory in Queensland, especially where those additional rents will absorb or soak up or suck up the additional cost of this land tax. And in the long term, the market will go back to equilibrium. Welcome to capitalism capitalism means a social divide inequality that's the reality you know i'm just the messenger i'm not the maker of the game choose which side of that equation you want to be on level up your education because knowledge is power you should be investing in your mind in your knowledge and in your intelligence before investing in any real estate but hopefully this was valuable i'll see you on the other side guys see you later